0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in New York Football podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals and the only place for every New York football team and their fans. Do you believe? I'm your host, Steven Tino Rodriguez, and welcome back to another edition of the Believe in New York Football podcast. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, the Believe website, com. Like, download, subscribe, rate. Be sure to also follow us on Twitter, at NY Football Pod and at Tino Rodriguez. Of course, this has been a crazy week for everyone. Uh, football related, we are in the midst of NFL free agency, and there is plenty of news to get to for both the Jets and the Giants. But for obvious reasons, let's start by getting caught up with all this coronavirus news. Last I spoke to you guys, there was plenty of sports to be played from the XFL to the NBA. We have pro days coming up, college games. In regards to spring games, camp, we had an MLB opening day just weeks away. Spring training was in the midst, and uh, it all got put on hold due to the coronavirus shakeup after Utah Jazz center Rudy Gobert got tested positive for the virus prior to a game in Oklahoma City last week. It sent a massive ripple effect over a two-day span, really. It happened over almost 24 hours that... All professional sports, effective immediately, were suspended. Uh, As a result, the leagues are suspended for the foreseeable future. And it appears that out of all the leagues, the NFL is essentially the only one that is still business as usual. Um, The league year is set to start normally uh, as free agency started at the normal time. The biggest hiccup would be that there is no extended college scouting in terms of pro days. Uh, There's a lack of face-to-face time in free agency, um, especially in regards to physicals, which is a big part of it. So there are still some deals that potentially could fall through after they do get agreed upon. But uh, other than those, the NFL draft in Vegas will also no longer be happening uh, under that bright lights, and they won't have the picture in front of the Bellagio Fountain. Uh, It'll have to be put on hold at least for another year, as it appears the NFL draft this season will be something like we've never seen before. It'll essentially be an old school 80s look where it'll just be the commissioner, maybe some essential staff to make sure the filming goes well. And uh, it'll just be Roger Goodell saying names as teams call in. And it's not what we're accustomed to, but it's the time we live in. And it is a crazy time right now. It's a crazy time for sports, um, especially for someone like myself involved in the gambling world. It It is a lot to take in. Uh, I haven't bet on Mexican soccer yet, but I know a lot of my uh, fellow colleagues and friends have resulted to that. So uh, if you are betting on Mexican soccer, I wish you the best uh, and good luck. Send me your inside scoops. Uh, but other than that, we do have some news on the football front for NFL free agency, which is great news for us on this show. Um, but to get us started I'm going to show love to the XFL and our New York Guardians real quick. I think they put together a strong season from what they were able to do. And uh, I'm pretty positive they lasted longer than the AAF. But not only that, um, I'm sure it appears that they're going to get together for a second season next year. So that'll be exciting for football fans. As to my eye, from what I saw, it was good football. I mean, it was good stuff. Uh, The league was balanced. Uh, There were upsets. The Guardians, in particular, uh, were constant dogs, and they were proving to be you know, a better team than people thought, and you know, credit to quarterback Luis Perez, who turned the corner and turned the team around uh, as of late. Unfortunately, they didn't get to play the Houston Roughnecks uh, in the last part of the first half of the season there, uh, to see if the Roughnecks would go through the first half undefeated, and to see if the Guardians could really keep up with the best team in the league, but... The Roughnecks finished undefeated. Unfortunately for the Guardians, they finished at 3-2. But were undefeated at home at 2-0. So, again, quick shout out to the XFL. I do think they'll be back next season. I don't think it's just talk. And uh, I think it'll be interesting to see, um, after all this, if the NFL really takes a look into any of the successes that the XFL had and tries to uh, implement any of that into the league. But switching over to... The main topics of the day, the NFL free agency frenzy. And as I tape this on Tuesday afternoon, the biggest news of the day is, of course, Tom Brady announcing that he will no longer be returning to the New England Patriots. Um, I'll harp on this more later in the show. But wow, you know, Jets fans can finally take a sigh of relief as the Patriots run of the dominating the AFC East looks to be almost all but over. Uh, the Patriots have won 17 AFC East championships since 20 uh, 2001. Uh, the Jets won, the Dolphins have won one, and the Bills have won none. So hopefully for Jet fans over the next 20 years, you guys could at least win two AFC East championships over the one that you've seen over the last 20. But Let's move forward. And despite talking about the Jets right there, uh, they were actually relatively quiet on the first day of um, open tampering in the NFL uh, as free agency is set to kick off on Wednesday. Uh, But the New York Giants weren't. And before I get into any of the big new additions that the Giants made, uh, let's just start with a guy I talked about on this show almost every episode. And uh, Leonard Williams, the Giants... Officially, franchise tag Leonard Williams. He's the second highest paid player on this team as of right now. They actually, it's the non-exclusive tag, and he got sixteen point one million dollars. Uh, they're paying him as a D tackle. He wanted the extra million. Uh, if he was registered as a defensive end, he would have got seventeen million. But they saved a million off the top by getting him down to a defensive tackle, and he gets sixteen point one million. And As of Wednesday, it'll be worth watching. It seems like the Giants aren't in a position to give him a contract, uh, a long-term deal, anytime soon. Uh, If they do, by Wednesday, it'll then be a third and a fifth or a third and a fourth. And if they keep it as is, it'll be a third and a fifth. So I'm sure the Giants want to keep it that way as a third and a fifth. And uh, you know, for Leonard Williams, I know he probably wants the comfort of a long-term deal. You know, a lot of these players do. And, uh, you know, he's in every position. If he really thinks $16 million isn't enough, that he could drag this out and really make this more complicated than it needs to be. But being that he's going to make $16 million, he's one of the highest paid players on this football team, I think he is in a position that he can thrive in this. And if he really does like playing in New York and agrees to these terms, I think the Giants are reluctant to give him another deal. If he shows up and actually can produce some more numbers on the score sheet uh this season compared to what he has in the past so that's worth monitoring of course but they did get it done they tagged him and as of right now it'll be a third and a fifth to the Jets um as Leonard Williams gets the non-exclusive franchise tag from the Giants for 16.1 million dollars but that was not the biggest news of day one the Giants made that news splash at around 11 a.m and uh a few hours later, uh, deep into the afternoon, the Giants uh, broke the bank and uh, took care of a big need. And uh, there's mixed reviews on this, but he's projected as the one of the top two corners in the free agency market as they signed former Carolina Panther James Bradbury. Uh, three years, $45 million, $32 million guaranteed. And say what you want about Bradbury say what you want about the Carolina Panthers and his connection to Dave Gettleman and that's why this deal got done and all that nonsense and the fact that Pro Football Focus came out and I retweeted this. Pro Football Focus came out and said that Bradbury hasn't rated over 70 on their PFF grading scale ever in his four-year career. But this is also the same PFF that graded Dwayne Haskins Uh, higher than Daniel Jones over a season's worth of uh, material compared to Haskins, I don't know, half a season or less. So I'm going to take that with a grain of salt for sure. And I'm just going to harp on some positives here. Um, The Giants desperately needed just the basics of defense. They needed better tackling. They need cover guys. They needed some leadership. And I think Bradbury gives you that. I really do. Um, uh, There was speculation. People didn't think that. He was going to get the money that they said that he was going to get uh, in $15 million a year, but it looks like he did get that. And I think he can be worth it. Uh, last season, 65 total tackles. He was fifth on the team. Uh, sack, a tackle for loss, 12 pass deflections, and three interceptions, which was a career high. Now, what does that mean? Well, his interceptions, he's not a turnover creator. Sure, he doesn't have a nose for the football, Maybe because prior to that, the most he had was two interceptions, and then he had one interception each of the years prior. But again, beggars can't be choosers here as the giant secondary is depleted, and I don't think anyone outside of Janoris Jenkins really even had an interception. So, not only um, is Bradbury a significant upgrade, but I do think he provides some leadership. And I like his intangibles. He's 26 years old. He's six foot one. he He'll be the tallest corner on their roster. Um, and I retweeted this. If you see the shadow coverage he had last season, I mean, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. And to me, you know, it's very easy to judge a corner on his returns and his playmaking ability and his interceptions. But when you cover Mike Evans twice a year, cover DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones twice a year, Michael Thomas twice a year, and play DK Metcalf, and none of them, while you're being shadowed, had over 100 receiving yards and only Michael Thomas scored a touchdown. The numbers don't lie. And not only do they not lie, but to my indication under Patrick Graham, the Giants will be playing a lot of man-to-man coverage on defense this season, which is kind of scary for the back end because it's very deep uh very easy for defenses to change formations, mix things up and you know, take advantage of some of those younger guys, as teams did uh, to DeAndre Baker last year. But this is a step in the right direction, you know. If he could at least cover up your one and keep him under control and you can manage to stop the run game, you'll take your chances on a number two receiver beating you or your tight end beating you. And we'll get to the other addition. But the Giants desperately needed a corner. There's still moves to be made. They need a safety. They need a pass rusher. They have the number four pick in the draft. If they get some other things in this free agency that really fine tool themselves on defense, and I do like that they're focusing it on defense, um, you know, they could play around with that number four pick. Now, with that said, the Giants made a move that could really go one of two ways. And there is more skepticism on this one as well. Uh, The Giants decided to sign... Former Green Bay Packers linebacker Blake Martinez to a three-year $30 million deal, $19 million guaranteed. And the big thing with Martinez is he's a guy that if you look at the box score, you know he played. Martinez has ranked in the top two of tackles for two straight seasons. He put together a career-high 155 tackles last season. He was just a handful behind Bobby Wagner for the lead. Uh, Finished first, tied for first in 2017 with 144 tackles. He had that also uh, in 2018. But the thing that lacks a little bit there uh, and what the Giants really need is a pass coverage linebacker. Um, They've kind of lacked that. But at the same point, on the same point, they also needed a commander in the middle. Now, I think Blake Martinez can do that for the Giants. And I think he could provide that for the Giants. Um, And I think he could definitely grow in pass coverage as well as help a guy like Ryan Conley along um, who showed plenty signs of life uh, to be a, you know, a 5 tool linebacker in, in himself. So Martinez is a big pickup, but then the issue is he wasn't the top linebacker on the market or arguably not the top linebacker on the market because there was a guy who just signed as of Tuesday to the Las Vegas Raiders in Corey Littleton. Now, when you really look at this side by side, you know, people have cause for concern because Littleton seems like the more complete guy in terms of sacks and uh, turnovers. But when you really side-by-side them, um, it's not too different. Of course, you want to put on the tape and Littleton is far more athletic, in a sense, than Blake Martinez. Uh, Martinez definitely lacks the speed. But the only reason we're really here comparing them is because Littleton signed a deal that was worth three years, $36 million. Now, over that span, same contract as Martinez, it was essentially $1.7 more than Martinez a year, give or take. Now, he's preferred, and Littleton's obviously coming from a stout defense in the Rams, and Martinez is coming from coming off probably one of his worst games in his career where they lost to the 49ers in the playoffs after giving up over 200 yards rushing to Raheem Mostert. But... Again, there are positives in this because the Giants, again, when you can't stop a nosebleed on defense, a guy who ranks in the top three in tackles, and I don't care how vulnerable he looked in a playoff game, doesn't matter to me because he's experienced, he's proven, and can get the job done. And a defense is built on 11 people. And if they want to run the ball all day, then you turn to your defensive coordinator to figure something out. It shouldn't rely only on Blake Martinez. That's why you have run-stoppers in the middle. They didn't lose. The Packers didn't get ran on by the 49ers because Blake Martinez was single-handedly losing them the game. Granted, he looked really bad on film. If you turn on the tape, it looked really bad. He looked deflated. But he wasn't the only one who looked deflated. He wasn't, and he's the man in the middle, and he should definitely take ownership to that, of course. But the guy that the, the Giants are getting out of Martinez... Is someone who's proven. Martinez, 10 sacks compared to Littleton's 8.5 sacks. Two force fumbles. Littleton, three force fumbles. And again, they're both 26 years old. So, although I didn't note on that, very similar in terms of makeup. Martinez, three interceptions. Littleton, six interceptions. Littleton, 26 pass deflections. Uh, Martinez, 17 pass deflections. And that's over the same span of a career. So, yeah, when you look at it, Who's better in coverage over the middle? Littleton, of course. Okay, fine. But, I mean, if you really want to break it down, there are games where the Giants lost to some bad teams, as in the Arizona Cardinals, although they might not be bad anymore because they got DeAndre Hopkins now. Um, They were losing to Chase Edmonds, who teared him up over the middle and had no flow. And that was from anyone on the field. So... You can knock it, and I'm sure everyone wants to knock moves the Giants make, and you want to look for a reason to knock Dave Gettleman, but I do think these are steps in the right direction, and they're spending the money, and these contracts, 10 mil here, 10 mil there, they're smart. There's still plenty of cap to spend. Williams', Williams franchise tag was the most they really spent, and so aside from that, there's still room to add pieces. They could easily add two, three more guys, and you have the number four pick. And again, I think if you get a guy like Isaiah Simmons, he covers a lot of that up. He is your cover guy. He's your you know utility knife, your Swiss Army knife. I don't want to bank on that. They might trade back now. There are teams that need quarterbacks. They could get a tackle. But by adding these pieces, you're helping yourself not just depend on a rookie or depend on a guy to come in and just save the day on a whim. You're building some structure around him. Now, a couple other notes for the Giants. Because they gave the tag to Williams, they did not give the tag to center John Jalapio, which means the Giants will be without a center this year. Okay, so that's another hole on the line they have to fill. But they re-signed kicker Algic uh, Rosas, a second-round tender $3.3 million. And they signed a blocking tight end in uh, Levine Tiolo get me on that pronunciation, to fill the role of Rhett Ellison as a blocking tight end. So, they made some moves, spent some money on the day one, um, got arguably the second best corner in the, and second best linebacker, I guess you could say, in the free agency market, which is solid. It's a step in the right direction. You have money to spend, go get your guys. Um, I'd like to see a little more done in the days ahead, and I expect more done, uh, but Definitely encouraging stuff on the front of the Giants. And I think these are guys that uh, are going to come in, work hard, and help change the culture of the Giants. Now, as far as the New York Jets, it's not really what they did, but more what they didn't do. I feel as if the Jets stood aside and watched the teams around them. Now, Brady, again, is leaving New England. So there's an improvement there. Great. But the Bills and the Dolphins both got better day one. Compared to the Jets. And the Dolphins. Say what you want. Trash them all you want. But guess what? They made moves. They were slinging money around. They signed. They took both. Byron Jones. Top corner. in free agency. Paid him max money. And they took Kyle Van Noy, Who was also linked. To the Jets. And then. So not only on the defensive side of the ball. And I'll get to what the Bills did. Not only on the defensive side of the ball. The Jets were like. linked to offensive tackle Jack Conklin, who signed with the Browns. And then pretty much every other lineman that you could even think of that the Jets could probably use, Glass now went to the Broncos. Even even Eric Flowers didn't sign with the Jets, and I'm not saying Eric Flowers is good at all. But instead, the only move the Jets made is a bit of a dart throw. They signed offensive tackle George Fant, to a three-year, $30 million contract, 9.2 fully guaranteed, and the only positive you could really get out of this is that it turns into essentially a one-year, $9.25 million contract, with that only being the guarantee if everything goes south. Now, Fant played 16 games last season. He's from Seattle, or he played with the Seahawks, but only started seven. He played some of those games at left tackle and did show some positive signs of life. Um, I ret- uh, retweeted a thread of someone showing some support for Fan, and he was bullying people, to say the least. He's 6'5", 322, but he lacks some experience. And he's not the guy that can come in and just... You know he's going to start, and you know he's going to take over from day one, and he's not necessarily the security on the offensive line that Jets fans, I think, were hoping for. He's not really solidified. He's not really proven. He was primarily a backup through most of his career, at least through the three seasons he's played. He's only played 24 games in three seasons. He tore his ACL in 2017, and ideally, he's going to have to compete to start. I mean, he only played two games In college, and he played those at tight end. He was a college basketball player at Western Kentucky. So his size is there. Sure, he's a body. uh, But for that to be your only move, and you watch teams in your division like the Dolphins and then the Bills make a trade to get Stephon Diggs to help their franchise quarterback in Josh Allen, you know, with the Patriots going down, you want to traject upwards and not now fall behind the bills or even worse the Dolphins and I don't think it'll get that bad but the Jets have some significant holes they need to start filling and with a lot of these top guys going off the ball uh, going off the board in day one it's it's time to uh it's time to go if you're Joe Douglas like you got to start making moves because I know Speaking to Jets fans, they're starting to get a little restless. And, you know, they need some security blankets. You haven't re-signed Jamal Adams to his extension yet. So what is going on? You know, and it's day one and you don't want to overreact just yet. And I'm sure that's what this time of year is for. And that's what, uh, you know, that's what it's meant to do. But you got to do something. And it can't just be George fan. There's got to be more there. If you're the Jets. And I'm sure there is. Again like the Giants. There are moves to come. And there might be moves. By the time this releases on Wednesday. Uh, Brady might decide by Wednesday as well. And uh, who knows where this will be in a day. Especially when free agency officially kicks off. But. As far as. What fans expected. And what I expected from the Jets. uh, They haven't really done that just yet. They have like $60 million left to spend. And you know. They got to spend it wisely. And they got to pick and choose exactly where they think they're going to spend that because, you know, spending it on a role-playing tackle may not exactly be the recipe for success fans are looking for because Robbie Anderson's going to go. Now Amari Cooper's back in Dallas. There are deals getting done, and none of them are with the Jets. So a lot to look forward to in the coming days and weeks for both the Giants and the Jets um, as we all sit at home, (laughs) as we're all... Essentially, quarantined as what I think most of you guys are doing out there. And if you're not, I highly recommend it. Um, You know, it's tough being at home, but it is what's best right now. And uh, it's a very strange time we're living in. But, you know, this is what we have to do to get past it. I'm not happy that I was going to opening day next Thursday for the Mets and that's gone. You know, people make sacrifices. I know. There were spring breaks and vacations and, you know, plans that everyone had out there um, for this week and the next that you have to derail. But by going or doing those things um, isn't making anything better. And it's gotten to the point now uh, that, you know, the circles are getting smaller and smaller for the amount of people that you want to you wanna surround yourself with. And there are curfews and, uh, you know, restrictions and stores are closing and people are out of jobs and you know it's just a big nightmare and everyone wants this to get over with and I think the best way to do that is by just hanging tight and staying safe indoors but if you don't want to believe me listen to the great American musician Cardi B let you know exactly how the situation in this world is going down coronavirus And if you were wondering, that song is currently number nine on the iTunes charts for top music uh, available to download. So shout out to my girl Cardi B uh, for letting everyone know that shit is real. And it is. So stay indoors, guys. Watch the news. Watch the NFL news as it goes down for the next week. Um, Stay safe. Always be here each week on Wednesdays to keep you guys updated with all Giants and Jets news as always. Um... Again, crazy time for sports, crazy time for the world, but we'll get through it, and sooner or later, this will all be over, so stay safe, stay inside, and uh, be well, guys. Be sure to follow us on our Twitter account, at NYFootballPod, as well as myself, at Tino Rodriguez. Um, you can follow me on Instagram as well, at Steven Rodriguez. Download, like, subscribe, rate, all appreciated. We're on iTunes. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Art19, and of course the Believe website, BLEAV.com. We are the Believe in New York Football podcast. Guys, thanks for listening in. Thanks for tuning in as always. Talk to you next week.